Let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Christmas, right around the corner, if you're thinking, what am I going to give them? What am I going to give them? Tearing your hair out. Um, here's something you can get for your loved ones that is really good. The hard to shop for people. Um, the most essential gift all this year. Delicious meat. Meat from Good Ranchers. They have both gift boxes and gift cards. Awesome discounts on orders of five boxes or more. And 100% American beef grown here by Good Ranchers here in America. USDA prime and upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood. Go to GoodRanchers.com right now. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code GLENN. Glenn, at checkout, $35 off your delicious gift of meat. You know somebody who likes meat? Good Ranchers. Fantastic stuff. GoodRanchers.com. Find the perfect box for you or your loved one with their curated selection of hand-trimmed fat, uh, hand-trimmed meat, taking all the fat off, and seafood. Give the best meal in America and support your Good Ranchers here in America. Promo code Glenn. you to one of the most powerful voices in America in 60 seconds. Right now, Christmas is upon us. You want to get the uh, Tuttle Twins books in time for Christmas. Everybody should, if you have kids or grandkids or kids in the family, you should get the Tuttle Twins books. They're not just books. They open up discussions about things that really matter for your kids' future as well as our country. Some, uh, some teachers and some books in school focus on activism instead of education. If you don't have an education, activism is nothing but marching orders. We're in a great battle for the minds of our, uh, our uh, next generation, and they are the ones that are going to turn things around or lose it. We really need education in our homes, and you are the only ones that will be reading to your kids, and shepherding them on the values and the principles that you have. Almost everything that is being taught now in society, I think, is a lie. You want these books in time for Christmas? Get free shipping. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Enter the coupon code CHRISTMAS before tonight. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Code CHRISTMAS. You'll get free shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So I did a... Um, I did a podcast with a 18 year old girl. Her name is Chloe Cole. She was, um, she at 11 said that she believed she was a boy and in the wrong body. And it was the most powerful hour you will spend. If you have anyone in your life, any of your children discussing this about them or themselves, you have to listen to this podcast. She's, 
brutally honest and really very, very kind. Um, and she has gone through absolute hell. Chloe Cole is on with me now. Hi, Chloe. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very good. I really enjoyed our visit a couple of weeks ago. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so, Chloe, can you in just a couple of minutes just tell your story from 11 to today? And just like, is there a way to condense that really quickly? Because I want to talk to you about some other things. Um, I mean, from a young age, I was a little bit of a, a little bit on the tomboyish side. Um, I'm also on the spectrum and... I've always kind of had a difficult time getting along with and fitting with other girls my age. And once I hit social, once I started hitting puberty and using social media, um, I found that it got more difficult and I got more dissociated from, I guess you'd say myself and other, other girls. And I started developing some body image issues and I really didn't want to be a girl. And you know, I started seeing a lot of like LGBT, LGBTQ content online as it started to become more trendy. And, you know, with the, the trans thing, I was, I was presenting this, this way out of, of being a woman. And, you know, at 12, I started to experiment with my, my presentation a little bit. I started to cut my hair, buy more clothing from the boys' apartment. And I decided that I wanted to be a boy. And I, I came out to, my older sister and eventually some, some more of my family and then my parents. And so my parents, they wanted to be supportive. They didn't know, they didn't know exactly what to do with me though. And so they sought the help of who they thought were the real experts in this. And they brought me to a therapist and. A therapist lied to your, your therapist lied to your parents and said that you would kill yourself if you didn't transition, which was not true. And so yes. they supported they your transition. Yes. They presented transition as the only option um, to, to treat my gender dysphoria with. And there is no, there is no real exploration of where these feelings came from. Right. It was just, yeah, she's really a boy and you need to, you need to let her transition or she may not be here with you anymore. So let me just finish up the story quickly. At 15, she had surgery, had her breast removed. Um, at uh, Right after that, 17, 16, 17, she began to realize, uh-oh, this is a horrible mistake. And she's trying to detransition now, which is extraordinarily expensive. So strangely, not a lot of people are helping her. I'll get into that um, uh, later. But I, I wanted to talk to you because you are there you're real you're not a pundit you're not of you're not any of these things you went through it and you just tweeted something when i got into the fight against child mutilation i didn't realize i was getting into a fight against pedophilia as well what do you mean by that There is a lot of overlap in these in these activists who push transition on children and these 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 space these spaces that promote the transition of of minors and pedophiles and sex offenders 
so um are you talking about things like um the the uh strip dances you know from the the trans strip shows and things like that that's definitely one of them yeah and what are the other forms of it um and what makes you say this with such confidence i mean i i it's something that i experienced myself in online trans spaces there there's a lot of very sexual undertones in them and um I mean, there's a lot of overlap between ages, a lot of people from anywhere from the ages of like 12 to like their mid twenties. And, you know, since there's so many hormones going on and a lot of people who are younger and not really as socially aware, there's a lot of vulnerability in spaces. What to what? And I experienced a lot of this myself. I, I had like a lot of, a lot of males who were older than me who were, approaching me sexually whether they're identified as bisexual or trans or non-binary and it's a huge problem i don't i don't think that it's an lgbt specific problem though really it's more of a societal problem because these online spaces aren't really properly moderated and um a lot of these these kids who identify as lgbt aren't really nearly as close to their parents and they have unrestricted internet access and the parents aren't really properly monitoring them or educating them on the dangers that are on the internet. And I think because it's a hot topic right now, it is attracting a lot of people, and especially vulnerable kids who are looking for an answer for themselves. As you look at what the president said, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see what the president said yesterday? That we need. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, we need to get rid of all of these laws that are being passed in states that. Uh, stop doctors from transitioning children and providing transgender surgeries. Um, that is that is hate speech. If you want this to stop, and it's as bad as racism or anti-Semitism. No, not at all. It's protecting children's boundaries and safety is not hate speech. Not one bit. Children are not able to consent to this. We should not be treating children as adults who are capable of making permanent decisions for themselves. I mean, that's, what, that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I was essentially sexualized by my doctor. She was, I mean, I was 13 when I started going on the, when I started going on the, on the treatments on, on puberty blockers and testosterone. And she had to explain to me as an endocrinologist how it affects my sexual function and the increase in libido and how it would affect my reproductive organs and, and my fertility. And no 13 year old is able to really fully grasp that. I was treated as if I were an adult. For people who say that you're not giving people love um, that are, in this if you don't accept them as children if you don't accept it how do you respond to that affirming someone's delusions is not love but you you would say yourself that you were delusional and i was i truly believe that i was a boy but i never will be i was 
I was born female, and that's an immutable trait. I wasn't, I wasn't shown love. I was just, I was just pushed onto this path of permanent medicalization and potentially sterilization. And I mean, it's, it's affected the overall picture of my health and my life. And I'm, I've just been struggling to pick up the pieces of my life since then. Chloe, can you have children when you're older? Do you know yet? I don't know yet. I mean, if I'm, even if I'm able to conceive, I don't know if I'll be able to safely carry a term. And you could have breast reconstruction, but you couldn't, you, you may not be able to make milk for your child if you could have a child. No, I, I could choose to have a, a cosmetic breast reconstruction, but I'll never be able to, I'll never be able to breastfeed my children. And what does that mean to you? It's, I mean, words can't describe just how devastating that is. I mean, I made, I was allowed to make that decision at a time when I didn't even understand just what that meant. Chloe, how are um, things going with you? I know, you know, there's, your situation is very dicey and I know that people uh, in the LGBTQ community, I'm sure there are some nice people just like there's nice people in everything. Uh, and bad people and other things, but um, you, at least online, have been just hammered to death. Are things getting better or about the same or worse? I'd say personally things are getting a lot better. Um, I mean, I did lose a lot of friends over the course of my, de- of my detransition, but I'm starting to make new friends, including people who are from the LGBT community, both gay and trans and I actually have a lot of transgender people who are older and more, a little bit more mature and really able to understand what, what's going on and they're on my side but um, as I've stopped transitioning and I've stopped taking testosterone I've been a lot healthier and quite a bit happier too I'm glad Chloe you're, uh, you're, you're great and uh, I can't wait to see the woman you turn into um, thank you so much for being on uh, with us again. That's Chloe Cole. Now, let me tell you something about Chloe, and you just have to read between the lines. There, there, this is a very difficult path, very difficult path. And um, uh, it's, well, you don't have to read through the lines. I mean, because I can't tell you anything more than that. It's just very difficult. And um, she has a... Uh, a goal of $10,000 that she is trying to raise the money to help with getting her back uh, fully. Um, But also she is, she wants to be uh, a voice for others. And um, um, you know, we flew her in here, but that doesn't happen all the time. And she just wants to help people uh, and young kids. She is extraordinarily relatable um, she is on the spectrum, but I want you to watch this podcast with her that I did a couple of weeks ago because she's extraordinary, extraordinary, and explains it in such a way that I think kids will understand because she's still a kid. She's 18. Um, and uh, and what she's gone through, she's already raised $8,600 of this. But if you want to help her out, 
would you go to donorbox.org slash Chloe, C-H-L-O-E hyphen uh, Cole or dash Cole. So Chloe dash Cole donorbox.org. Why don't we tweet this out from your social media? So it's going to be hard, obviously, to find that. Uh, directly <laughs> these these addresses for the fundraisers are always impossible so just we'll get them out on on your twitter and, and facebook or whatever we can um also should point out if you want to hear her whole story so you can really get through all this you did do this podcast it's up now at youtube.com slash glenn beck still up <laughs> shockingly yes she for is the moment. she is so powerful and i have to tell you I think as a parent, if your kids are in, you know, high school or, you know, eighth grade and above, they're having these discussions. They're talking about it. And you may not know how to talk about it. You don't may not understand. You may hear, I feel like I'm a, a boy and roll your eyes. Don't don't. She explains what happened to her at 11 years old and all of the things that she was thinking of and experiencing online you will come to this completely differently. Um, so watch it at YouTube. All right. Uh, Rochelle wrote in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She said, I've, I've been shocked by rough greens. My 11-year-old dog has always been a picky eater. It gotten worse in his older years. Until recently, I'd always had to put leftovers over his uh, dry food just to get him to eat it all. Even then, he wouldn't always finish. But ever since I started using Rough Greens, she eats her food down to the very last crumb. Rough Greens. It is not a dog food. It is really good for them. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in there. You will notice the first difference if your dog has trouble eating. They'll eat it. My dog wolfs it, loves it. Um, Then over the next few months, you just watch over a year. My dog has completely changed. So much healthier. Roughgreens.com slash bag. Get the free bag first. It's just a little trial bag. Make sure your dog will like it. All you just pay for is shipping there. If your dog likes it, then just get the Rough Greens coming in every month. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. And watch your dog change. 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Or Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. I uh, want to talk to you about a couple of things tonight. Uh, the Wednesday night special is on the sexualization of our children, and it is it's evil. It's a uh, it's evil. It's just evil. And we will show you the roots of it and how it is affecting. Um, and then we have James Lindsay on. Uh, he is great. He knows this inside and out. Um, he's a former leftist uh, college professor. It's a mathematician who saw things starting to change and went, wait a minute, this isn't, no, wait, hold it. Now they call him a conservative, uh, and I think they might even throw the label Christian in from time to time, although I don't think he's converted to Christianity. He was an atheist, um, but it believes in good and evil now, definitely believes in good and evil. You can't miss this tonight. Wednesday night special uh, important on Blaze TV, 9 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com and Blaze TV YouTube. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about is, and I want to speak to somebody who has had an extraordinarily good year. If you've had an extraordinarily good year, 
do you know how fortunate you are? I'm guessing you do. Uh, and if you are looking to tithe or spend some of your money uh, helping others, we are uh, a world now, as you will find out at the top of next hour, Canada is aborting, I'm sorry, not aborting, euthanizing their children. And you can be a teenager and be euthanized uh, in Canada. They're passing a law now that if you have depression and find you have no way out, you can ask for um, deadly drugs to be euthanized and they'll do it. We have got to stand for life. If you want to give a present back to baby Jesus, let's make sure that um, we are standing for life. Uh, there is a partner with Preborn. This is not a commercial. Um, there's a partner with Preborn um, that will match your gift right now. And if you have 10,000, 15,000, 50,000, we are trying to get to um, 100,000 babies saved this year. We are at about, uh, I think we're money-wise 60, but we have 45,000 verified coming into the clinic, thinking about an abortion, choosing life moms and babies this year. Mm. That's what this audience has done. You have saved, this audience has saved 45,000 children 45,000 children from being aborted. That's remarkable. They need the equipment. The, the secret is the ultrasound. And I think they're 15 grand, something like that. If you happen to have a great year, would you just go to preborn? You can go to, uh, I don't even know, preborn.com. Is that right? Yeah, preborn.com slash. Yeah. Um, I think you can do slash Glenn. I know slash Stu works, but yeah, okay. I, I'm not sure which one is the is yeah. your active one. You know, it's, 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 it doesn't give, matter. Give the gift of life. Give yep. the gift of. By the way, first chapter of Luke talks about John the Baptist. These babies are probably the ones that are going to be today's John the Baptist. What do you say we don't kill him? What is <laughs> that's an interesting approach yeah. to the problem? What do you say? We what if we just him? let them live? Yeah. What yeah. if we let them live? It would be crazy. Oh, crazy. It thought. would be crazy. And by the way, he was also the guy who liked eating bugs, so he might fit in better. Back, back program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. If you own your own home, you've been looking a way to find to put some money. Uh, back into the bank account uh, and stop spending so much money, may I recommend um, calling American Financing. If you have high interest credit cards, you can do a consolidation loan, and that consolidation loan could save you as much as a thousand bucks a month. The average, the average savings of people who are calling in um, and doing business with American Financing is $695 a month. That is fantastic. Also, uh, if you're thinking about buying a house, may I suggest uh, calling American financing and getting the best rate possible. They really, really are very, very good. They've been in business for 20, 20 or 25 years. Um, they are a family owned and operated business that still has those values. It's American financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net.
You can check out that interview with Chloe and all of Glenn's extended interviews as part of his podcast at youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, we are all in a very interesting place. Most of us don't know what to do as parents. We don't know what to say when our kids come home with all of this stuff. And we're like, I, I, uh, uh. it's great in theory. And we can talk about it, you know, as adults. But when it comes to coming into our own home and we're dealing with our kids, we, I don't know about you, but I, I do. And I talk about this stuff all the time. And I have a hard time going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Because it's one thing, it's in theory, it's about kids. It's another when it's like, oh, crap, that's my kid talking to me. Uh, and uh, and we just we just need to help each other out. One of the things that you could do is um, get your kids out of school. I highly recommend it. Um, but that is, that's not for everybody. But more of us should be considering that if you can. Um, it's really hard work. Somebody who's really leading this, an education freedom advocate, host of Schools Out, is Sam Sorbo. Sam, hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I, it, it, it pains me, Glenn, to hear you say how hard home education is because it actually is one of the easiest things that you can do. And the reason that we think that it's so hard is because the educators, and I put that, uh, I put that word in air quotes, the educators taught us how hard it is. Well, that's nice because that's job security for them, but it's a lie. Okay, well, hang on just a second. Sam, I, I homeschooled my own kids uh, along with my wife. Um, and it's, you know, the difference is, uh, first of all, like I could help them with history, like nobody's business. I could help them with things like that. Math was extremely difficult. Luckily, you know, my wife was a business major and she, she can do math uh, and help. It, so it is uh, it was it was difficult because it's not how we grew up thinking that that was something we had to do on top of our job. But we should look at it the opposite way. That is our job and everything else we do is secondary. Oh, OK, I like that. And I would also add to that that you were schooling your children to the standards of the education system. And the education system that we have in the United States has made those standards almost impossible to reach now. And just yeah. look at what they're doing I as know. proof of how they don't know really what education really is. And that's so that's that's what my mission has been is to is to help parents kind of recalibrate and redefine what we mean by education, because it's clearly not what they're doing in school. It clearly so why isn't. Why are we doing anything I, that the schools have taught us? 100%. Here's the, here's the problem, and this is a problem with the whole country on even the Constitution. We say we want to be free, but we don't even understand. There is no institutional knowledge remaining on what freedom means, what the Bill of Rights means, because we haven't taught it for so long. So really... 30 years ago, only weirdos were, you know, supposedly, you know, homeschooling. Remember? I mean, that's the way it was. You were yeah. like, oh, wow, yeah. that's your your child's going to be socially retarded. That No, your child turned out great. And uh, everybody else is is uh, is aiming so low. Um, however, there's no institutional knowledge. So what what is it that you give to people who say, OK, I can't take the school anymore, but I I don't know if I can do this. 
What? How can you equip yeah. parents? Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I give them confidence. I've written a book called The Playbook for Home Learning, and it's a, a series of 15 videos that live online. It's a subscription. And actually, for your listeners, I'm offering a 50% discount because this is so important to me to put it in the hands of parents to free them. I, it's an emancipation project. We are enslaved by our schools, and that is completely inappropriate. And it's just, it's wrongheaded. And if you look at, you know, we started this conversation with the idea that the schools are now teaching our children uh, absolute nonsense, right? So why are we even looking to them for the definition of education when they clearly don't know what that should be? And the freedom model really teaches the parent that education, look, you won't learn anything that you don't specifically purpose to teach yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even children purpose to teach themselves things, sometimes things we don't want them to learn, but certainly things that they want to know, because look, every child is invested with curiosity, right? The schools, actually the school's job now is to kill that curiosity, to tell the child, no, 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 you will learn this. You will learn math at 10 a.m. You will learn history at 11 a.m. And you will learn lies about your gender at noon, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just wrongheaded. If you set the child free, you give them some of the tools of learning, like you teach the child how to read, and any adult can teach a child how to read. Um, You teach the child how to do basic math, right? Then you set the child free without having killed the curiosity within the child. The child will then teach himself everything that he really needs to learn. And your job as the parent is to guide the child into becoming not the best student that he can become, but the best adult that he can be become in the world, right? And so that goes into civics and civic engagement and charitable acts and all of the things that make a good human being, not the things that our school teaches us. Our schools teach us college prep and career readiness. Mm-hmm. College prep and career readiness, right? Well, what is that? Well, that just means that your child's self-worth should be tied to the almighty dollar. And that's wrong. Because when we grow up to be 60, 60 years old and we're looking at end of life and we've been deprived of any spiritual, any spirituality because the schools tell us, no, spirituality is poppycock. It's nonsense. Don't concentrate on religion. Religion is bad, right? It tells us, no, your self-worth is how much money you've earned. So a, a 60-year-old looking at the end of life, because let's face it, 60 years old, you're, you're on the way down, right? Now, wait a minute. You're, I'm turning 60. And going, wait a minute. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> right. But you're looking at that and you're going, what's my yes. life worth? Yes. Maybe you've grabbed the brass ring. Maybe you haven't. Right. And then you're just disgruntled and you're like, well, of course, I'm of course, I'm sad. Of course, I'm lost. I didn't get the money. Right. But if you did get the money, you're still looking at, at end of life. You're going, oh, my gosh, why am I not happy? And that's when you go on the drugs or you you get a, a Ferrari or you trade in the wife or you get a better looking pool boy. Right. But that's not the answer. And we all know it. We all know these things intrinsically. We've been lied to our whole lives by a system that we call education, but it's not education. It's a a school system. It's schooling and it's not education. And so if we take a step back and we start to really think about what do we mean by education, the education of our child, then it starts to become easier than you ever imagined and actually better than you ever dreamed it could be. Because then we're talking about relationship. So when people look at me when I, when I had my three teenagers and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, three teenagers, how do you manage? And I'd be, I'd be like, I don't know what you mean. My relationship with my teens is amazing. Yeah. Teenage rebellion doesn't exist mm. in this paradigm. 
I have a great relationship <laughs> with my my kids, but teenagers still a little bit. There's times. Um, uh, Sam, um, I noticed that you say it's not homeschooling; it's home learning. I love that, and I know that's for a reason. Tell me what the reason was. Well, because I want to get away from school. Because school is child abuse. School is child abuse. The first thing the child learns when the child goes to school. What do you have to do when you want to ask a question? Raise your hand. You have to raise your hand. Okay, that's a barrier to entry. That's you have to perform a task, a menial task at that, to ask permission to learn. That is anti-education. Learning is available to all, any time. Any time they choose to avail themselves of it. But this paradigm, the teaching school paradigm, is no. You have to ask permission in order to access information. And, of course, now we have the Internet, so we know that that's a lie. But we still submit our children to that terrible, terrible lie the first day of school. Yeah. It's anti-child. It's anti-education. It's anti-God. It's, it's just it's, it's anti-education. Right? So the first thing the child learns is don't ask. That's the first thing a child learns. Then they learn not to fail because failure is bad. Mm. Ask any entrepreneur their secret to success. And they will say, well, I failed a lot, right? But I got back up and I kept trying. But in school, you're taught no failure is bad. So that lesson is don't try. So the schools teach us don't ask, don't try. And then the final lesson that every kid wants to know, right, is what's going to be on the exam. Will this be on the exam? Because I don't want to have to learn anything that I don't need to know for the exam. Because education is all about checking the box. Right. That's a lie. Okay. So that don't think. So the, the lessons from our school system, and this is schooling, is don't ask, don't try, don't think. That's anti-education. It's anti-child. And so why are we subjecting ourselves to this, it, to, the, to the system, to the institution? And people say, but Sam, you know, kids have to raise their hands in school because otherwise it would be chaos. It would be mayhem in the classroom. And my answer is, well, that's your problem. Because when you assemble a group of children like that, that's anti-child. It's anti-individual, right? We're teaching children to conform. That's anti-American, right? (laughs) We're individuals. We're a nation of individuals. The whole system is wrong. And so my mission is to set parents free. It's it's an emancipation mission. It's anti-slavery, right? It's to set parents free. And by the way, we have the examples. Uh, Bill Gates didn't graduate college. Zuckerberg didn't graduate college. You know what I mean? Like we have all these examples, but we think somehow they're the anomalies. They're the anomalies because they stepped outside the system. I have to. Outside the system, it's joyful out here. I have to tell you, I uh, uh, my son really doesn't want to go to college yet. Yet he's like, I I don't. don't." And. I'm cool with that, but I feel so awkward around other parents. Other parents like, he hasn't applied for college. And I'm like, nope, nope. Uh, he, sh- he needs to go Own to. It. I do, but it's weird. He thinks. It's weird. Well, okay. It's weird because your paradigm was you went to school. No, My I didn't. My paradigm was I went to school. We, we, you didn't go to school. I didn't, I didn't go to, I didn't go to college. I didn't. And that's why I believe, yeah, that's went, why. Yeah, but you had 12 years of yes, 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 yes. college was the answer, yeah. right? But college and the indoctrination system of our schooling now is, is you know, it's, it's like the conveyor belt, right? Yeah. So we're teaching children how to build Ford Model Ts for, a, for a, I mean, let's face it, our economy has shifted tremendously. So 
half the jobs that the kids are going to be eligible for today have right. not been created yet. And yet we're still educating them as if they're going to work on a Model T right. uh, assembly line. Right. Okay. So children who don't want to go to college, well, first of all, the question isn't what college. The question really ought to be whether college, right? Yes. Why college? Well, if you don't know why you're going to college, why are you spending that money? Amen. Amen. Sam, uh, can we get your, your classes uh, at samsorbo.com, or where do you f- find? Everything, everything is at samsorbo.com. If you click on the, the, the banner at the top for the discount, it'll give you the discount. I run a, a, an organization called Underground Education because I, I feel like we're emancipating people yeah. from this system. And so it's Underground Education. You can actually join the platform for free to continue the discussion and then the academy is where the uh, where the videos live for the playbook, and um, that's that's just an online resource that's a subscription model. So right. um, everything's available at samsorbo.com. And I really appreciate you having this conversation, Glenn. You bet, this Sam. Is, this is the most important conversation in the nation right uh, now because uh, it's the only way we're going to save the country. Our children, uh, their education, and their safety is uh, is really paramount yes. right now. Thank you so much. Um, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's my pillow. Last Christmas, uh, my slippers for my pillow was the number one selling product. Um, my slippers are tremendous. And when I say my slippers, I mean my slippers that my son is always wearing. I can't find my slippers unless I go to my son's room. Anyway, that's a, another thing. Uh, my slippers, they are durable. They can be worn anywhere, any time of the day. Um, take less stress off your feet. My slippers uh, will rise to the top of the, the list again, I predict, uh, this Christmas season because they're just great. And they have a 10-year warranty. And now during the season, they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. If you place an order between now and December 25th, you'll get their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 2023. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Save $90 now on the original My Slippers. They're $49.98 a pair. Just go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK. Or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, one of my, uh, one of my best friends... Uh, he and his wife, they have homeschooled their daughter, and he can work on the road. He just has to be connected to the Internet, and he can work anywhere. And when their daughter was young, they decided, you know, we need to te- – they're homeschoolers. We need to teach her about the world. So they just moved with, like, no furniture or anything. They just moved to France. And they all learned French, and uh, then they would travel in history and teach history right there. And, and the, the kid is – amazing she is really well adjusted and and really amazing and as we were talking to sam about you know home learning i was reminded of that and i became friends with orson wells daughter and if you don't know who orson wells was um that hurts me just a little bit um but he was one of the greatest radio stage um 
and screen performers of all time. And he was really very, very bright. He was homeschooled. And as I was talking to his daughter, it was like one o'clock in the morning one time because she had very weird hours. She said, you know, I never knew how weird I was and how different people are from me until my dad died. She said, because my dad and I hung out all the time and his friends were my friends. And, you know, we just it was a different circle of friends. And um, she said, do you know how I was homeschooled? I said, no. She said, one time this is how I learned Shakespeare. One time my dad said, we start Shakespeare on Monday. Be ready. So she got up. Dad was waiting in the car with a picnic basket. They lived in Europe. He drove her to some big old castle with a moat around it, laid a picnic blanket out, put the food out and had her sit down. He said, open up your book, Macbeth, chapter one. And he acted Macbeth out with the backdrop of the castle. She was like, that's how I learned uh, Shakespeare and history. We would go. What an amazing opportunity. I mean, nobody can do that. But with virtual technology, you soon will be able to do that. Take your kids to the scenes and to the steps of the pyramid. How amazing would that be? The Glenn Beck Program.